Hello, and welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. This is Sarah. Join us for bookish episodes and a monthly book club pick. This is Ashley. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod, or go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. This is Jen. Check out our Teachers Pay Teachers store, our Patreon page, and our newsletter. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to support us. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, this is Jen. We are here with a short episode in which we are talking all about the journey in books. Before we get started, we just want to remind you, if you would, to go to the Apple Podcast app and subscribe, rate, and review to help us find more listeners, or again, to help them find us. I say that all the time. And also go to unabridged.com, pod.com. Let me start over. Unabridgedpod.com. <laughs> I do know our website where you can find our new T Public store. We have lots of great merchandise that features our brand new logo that we are really excited about. All right. So now that I've fumbled through that intro, we are going to start talking about books that feature a journey. And I'll just go ahead and make the assumption that in all of these books, there's a physical journey, and then there will also be other types of journeys. So, Sarah, will you share your first book? Yes, I would be glad to. So, my first book is Emily St. John Mandel's Station Eleven. And honestly, when we decided to do this category or this short episode, I was like, yeah, that's great. And then when I started to think about it, I thought books with long journeys are not typically the kind of books that I, that I like to read. It's just kind of like generational family dramas. They're not my favorite. And like things with like long drawn out, like epic Mm -hmm. in every genre of pop, of of pop culture that I consume movies, books, all that. I don't like that kind of thing. So when I agreed to do this, then I was regretting that decision. But anyway, (laughs) so this book, Station Eleven, is beloved by many. I liked it. I thought it was really good. And I think it was, for me, it was um, not my favorite because of the way that I feel about those types of books. But this is also a book that the further I get away from it, the, the further I get away from it, the more I appreciate it because mm-hmm. I often find myself telling people about it. So I think I liked it more than I thought mm-hmm. I did. So in this book, it's a post-apocalyptic book. Um, a disease has wiped out a lot of the human race and the narrative goes back and forth between uh, present day and right before this disease outbreak. And, um, and it's about, but it's mostly about this group of people who journey across, um, the, the land and perform Shakespearean plays. They're kind of like a caravan of people from all over and they perform Shakespearean plays in new settlements. And there's a lot more than that, but it's just, it's about their journey as, people who are walking the land in an actual journey and just about the journey of each of the characters and how they navigate their life in a world that is so fraught with problems and um, there's not enough of anything. So I think this is a really amazing book for this topic about a journey because uh, the characters go through a journey, but they also are literally 
taking a journey. Mm-hmm. So that is Emily St. John Mandel Station 11. And I'm sorry, I feel like I was a little rambly with that, but I think maybe if Jen, Jen has also read it and maybe she can vouch for it. I did not think that was rambly at all, but I will totally vouch for that book. I loved it. Ashley, you would love this book because it's post-apocalyptic, which I know you love. No, I it has multiple levels. It is brilliantly written. The characters are amazing. It's, yeah. Nice. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I, I am. Every time people talk about it, I think. I should be reading that, mm-hmm. but I haven't yet, so yeah. maybe I can bump that one up. Yeah. <laughs> How I many feel like you every have... episode we bump up yeah. like five each. I know. It's like a shuffling. It is. It is. And I keep trying to make predictions about what I'm going to read for the month, and that's a lost cause also. But mm-hmm. but that sounds fast moving, and yes. really could yeah. really could bump. It's not up too and long. Move quickly. So, yeah. yeah. So that's good. I mean, it's not really short, but it's not like a 500 pager, mm-hmm. right? So Ashley, what's your first book? So the first one I want to talk about is a graphic, it's actually called, I was going to say it's a graphic memoir, but I think it was described as a, an illustrated diary, I think was actually the term. But anyway, this is Carnet de Voyage by Craig Thompson. I have talked about him before. He did Blankets, which is also somewhat memoir-like, but um, this one, he is traveling, researching for another piece, another um, graphic work that he's going to write, his next graphic novel. And while he's traveling to do the research, he documents his journey. And so it was really fascinating. He traveled through Barcelona, the Alps, France, and Morocco. And I think what I really... There were several things I appreciated. For one thing, he talked a bit in it about his style of creating the art and so that was really interesting for me I've talked on here before about how graphic novels and like all the graphic work in general is pretty new for me and is still not something that I necessarily gravitate toward but more and more I'm finding that I do really enjoy reading them and I particularly enjoy things that are memoirs or like this the travel diary those depicted in an illustrated way, I think is really interesting. And so um, he talked about how he uses his pens and he didn't take any photos and then draw from the photos. He, he actually did the drawings when he was in the space. And so that was really interesting. And he also talked about the interaction between the people and the different places and him when he was watching them and how he wound up doing a lot of sketches for people that he gave to them and so that kind of thing and that was really interesting and the other thing he was doing so he's doing some research but he also was doing a lot of signings and so he was doing and it was a book tour also and so he's doing this travel he was doing these book signings he was talking about that process and then talking about the interaction with the different cultures and I just thought it was really raw Mm -hmm. and interesting to see his take on the different places that he stayed, but also on his isolation. I mean, it was a lot about the loneliness of his experience and how he would simultaneously feel guilt for not, you know, wallowing, like celebrating this amazing experience, but instead feeling isolated and alone. But also, I mean, I think that that is an aspect of travel that people don't often talk about that happens for sure if you're traveling alone. Mm -hmm. And more generally, I think that that's really a big part of travel that, again, gets kind of overlooked when people talk about their experiences and their trips because 
there is this need to like say that all the things are really fun mm-hmm. and that it was really great and you got to go all these special places and to to try to celebrate that experience and I just felt like instead he was really genuine about not just the good parts and there were some good experiences but all the hard things mm-hmm. too and just the cultural divide and feeling lost in some of the places and so I thought it was really fascinating and just really different than anything I'd read before and again that was Craig Thompson's Carnet de Voyage that sounds so good mm-hmm. all right so when we came up with this topic the absolute first book that popped into my head is one that Ashley and I have both talked about on the podcast before and that's Cormac McCarthy's The Road and I, it would be a great real it would be a great companion to Station Eleven it is also post-apocalyptic but it is a station 11 has a pretty big cast of characters mm-hmm. and the road is really about a father and a son. And so they are traveling after this post-apocalyptic event. It's just the two of them and they are traveling through this desolate landscape to try to find somewhere that is better. And along the way, as always happens on these on these journey novels or in these journey novels, they meet people who are evil and people who are good and they're trying to sort of figure out where they are on that spectrum of good and evil and of course you always want to think that you're good and the boy who is quite young definitely is struggling with that because he wants to be good and he wants to do the right thing but sometimes the father is making decisions to save them both that the son identifies as evil so it is this sort of moral journey it is a beautiful relationship. I'm such a sucker for father and child relationships. And I absolutely love love the relationship between the father and the son. And then it's also fascinating just to watch their physical journey and to watch the things. There's a scene where they find a soda that is just one of the most beautiful, hopeful scenes. And it seems so simple, but it's one of those because of where they live that they are cherishing things that we really take for granted. So... That is Cormac McCarthy's The Road, one of my all-time favorite books to read and to teach, and I've read it so, so many times, and so that one just really stands out to me as a beautiful book about a journey. Love that one. I know you both like that one, and I've never read it, so maybe I will put that (laughs) on my Move it up on the stack, bump (laughs) it up on the list. (laughs) All right, Sarah, what is your second book? My second book is... I just felt like we couldn't have an episode like this without mentioning um, Harry Potter. And so (laughs) my second choice is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which is book seven in the conclusion of the series. And I think this is just such an amazing culmination of all the things that Harry and all uh, Hermione and Ron and everyone um, in the books went through through books one through six and this the book seven just is this culmination of all of those things and it's harry actually going on a physical journey to find the deathly hallows and there is all this moral dilemma during during the journey but it's also his journey that he's taking kind of from becoming this boy that we've grown to love into this man who has to make hard decisions and has had all these horrific things happen to him. And I just think it's a great example of, of, a, of a good conclusion to a long story that in a journey that the reader's been on with the characters, I just think it's, you, we couldn't have this episode without mentioning this book. 
So I'm not going to really summarize it because I feel like most of the world <laughs> has read these, but it, it is still, I would like to pay respect to this book that I feel is a great example of a journey, both for the character and for the character as, as a inside it, as a, as a person. And also for him just mm-hmm. physically, there's a physical journey that is really difficult. And, uh, there's a lot of bad things that happen along the way. So, but it, but it's ultimately hopeful. So I really love Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, book seven. I love the whole series, but I think this one is truly masterful. Yay. I endorse that choice. I feel like Same. Ashley does too. <laughs> Probably I'm goes without a saying. I'm a big fan, but... and I'm a really big fan of all those. So. All right, Ashley, how about your book two? So this is one that I just finished up, and I listened to this on audio, though I do wish I'd read it. As like I, I wish I'd read the paper, you know, the paper copy, but I loved listening to it as well. And as I got into it, I was just the story is so rich that I think I would have really loved to have read it instead of doing the audio. But I really enjoyed it, and we already talked about our TBR stack, and I was mm. like, I am getting to enjoy this amazing book, which I probably wouldn't get to for quite a while if I were to do the paper version. So I wanted to talk about Americana is by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And this one is all about the journey of Ife Melu. She is the main character, and it's about her experience. She lives in Lagos in Nigeria, and so it's her experiences there and a tender and young relationship with Obenze, who is her first boyfriend basically and um their you know they their courtship their time together and then it's her journey to america and she's there for a long time she lives there about 15 years so she's there a long time and then it's her journey back home Mm -hmm. to nigeria and i think what i really appreciated about the journey aspect was the i the idea that we are ourselves, but then we're ourselves surrounded by a place and how place can really shape who we are mm-hmm. and this quest to ground who you think you are amid these changing environmental circumstances. And so I think that part is really rich. And I think it winds up being that, you know, of course, in America, she sees so many things from the outside. She she starts this really fascinating blog about race and how she never even thought of her race or her skin color until she moved to America. And then it was all of the observations as an African observing black life in America and what life was like between white and black people. And all of that was just really fascinating commentary. But it also positioned her as always this outside she, she just very much feels separate from some things. But then, of course, when she goes home, she is also not the same person she was when she left. And so it's this attempt to reconnect to her homeland, but also find a new grounding when she is no longer the person she was when she left. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that all of that was really rich. I also love the complexities of all the characters. I just think that... Um, that Adichie does such a great job of showing how complex people are. And I think what I really love, too, is it's very much a story about a woman finding herself apart from everyone else. 
and how to do that mm-hmm. and then how to have meaningful relationships and also be able to do that and whether that's possible. And there's a lot of questions about like, what is the role of a woman um, and what's her, what are her obligations and her responsibilities and how can she be true to herself? I think a lot of those questions are really at its core. And so I think that the physical journey from Nigeria to America and then returning back is very much parallel to Mm -hmm. the journey she's taking as a character. So again, that was Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And it was amazing. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right. So my second one, I I just realized as I was prepping for this, that this is going to be a a very difficult book to describe. So I have like five tabs open about this book (laughs) and I will try to make it coherent. But it is, and I realized also I do not know how to say this author's name. Ashley, you're usually better at this than I am. So jump in. It's Valeria Luiselli. Anyway, so <laughs> I apologize if I mispronounced. It's her book, Lost Children Archive, which I found because of Camp TOB, which is run by the people who do the March Madness Tournament of Books. And this was one of their selections. And I picked it up not knowing what to expect. And I will say this is a pretty difficult book, but oh my goodness, I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorite reads of the summer. It is one of those books that both has a central story, but it's also about how it's being told. And it is a multi-genre book. So it starts with a mother and father and their two children they are a blended family so each parent came with one child when they were married and they are getting ready to do a cross-country trip and they know that at the end of it they may be separating so that is sort of in the background of the whole story they are journalists who focus on sound and this is taking place in like the very near distant future so it's It's not present, but it's not far in the future. And the father wants to get the this inventory of echoes from about Geronimo, and he thinks that he can sort of recapture the culture that was lost if he records the sounds of the place that Geronimo was last found. She is focusing on these detention camps on the southern border of America. She has a friend who is the mother of two children who have gone missing, who are immigrants to the country and refugees. And part of her intention is definitely for her job, but part of her intention is also to try to help find these children. So that is one story. And then there are these parts. There's a a book within a book called The Lost Children Archive that is about the story of these immigrant children And then it even gets more complex. It's like this nesting series of stories that all tie together in this brilliant way. And it's sort of a spoiler. There are sections and they're told in different ways. And I don't want to give away who is telling all of the stories because that is sort of a spoiler. So it's this really complex book. But at its center is this series of journeys, all that sort of echo each other and... It's just absolutely lovely. I will say it was really hard. So I am sure that there are parts of it that I did not understand. But the emotional core of the book I found to be so moving and so sad and so hopeful that that was just one of my favorite books. So it's it. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but this is I'm going to say it anyway, because it's true. It was a journey to read it because I felt like it was one of those books that's teaching you how to read it and understand it as you're moving through it. 
So I voted for it in the Camp TOV <laughs> because I loved it so much. So that is Valeria Luiselli's, I'm sticking with that pronunciation, Lost Children Archive. All right. Thank you for listening to Unabridged. And again, if you can go to the Apple Podcast app and subscribe, rate, and review, we would appreciate it. And check out our merch. Thanks. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.
you have comments or opinions about what you heard today, we'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnderbridgePod or on the web at UnderbridgePod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged. 